0: Hello? Hi, uh, Deborah Ann?
1: Yes, hi, hi, Blake,
0: right? Yeah, this is Blake from the Electric Playground. Uh, oh, it's nice well, to nice talk to you. you.
1: Yeah, you for, uh,
0: Thank you very much for doing this interview today.
1: Oh, sure, I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm really excited about the second season, so it's, it's been really fun doing the promotion, actually.
0: Awesome, yeah. So season two of Daredevil starts today on Netflix, so uh, let the binge-watching commence. Um <laughs> I've already plowed through the first three episodes myself, but uh, what can general audiences expect to see from the new season?
1: Uh, well, obviously, we have two new, very exciting characters in uh, Frank Castle and Electra Um and, and great actors, you know, like a really two lovely additions to our team. You know, because Charlie Neldon and I and Rosario, you know, we're pretty, pretty tight-knit, understand each other in the way we work, and, uh, you know, it probably is a little... Gary joining into that, but they just jumped in headfirst and, uh, you know, get, immediately became great friends with everyone. So I think really everyone can look forward to their performances.
0: Cool. So what uh, what's Karen Page up to in the in the new season?
1: <laughs> well, I think Karen Page is doing everything she can to convince herself that she is not a bad person. <laughs> you know, I think ending that that first season, you know, she. She worked all season to try to bring down Union Allied and this this corruption that she saw that had affected her and others so so badly, and um, right. and then it brought her to this point where she had to, to kill another human being. And I, I think you of course never get over that. Right. Um, so I I see her trying to find lightness. You know, she she wants to be a bright light, positive spot in the universe because she's so afraid of this dark person in her that was capable of doing that to Wesley um so I, you know right. I think this season is about her trying to kind of exercise that demon
0: Well oh, yeah and that, that's actually the thing I find interesting about her characters because there you know every superhero story has that character or characters who are the friend of the superhero and they don't know yeah. that they're friends of superhero but with Karen she's Kind of like the superhero herself, she's going out, mm-hmm. trying to help people, make the world a better place, and she's done some things that she's not proud of herself. Um, so, uh, what do you think makes her unique? Is that is that? Accurate? Well, yeah. I mean,
1: I think yeah. I mean, I think for your leading female character to be morally questionable is a really uh, unique, Definitely. you know, uh, of idea. You know, storytelling person. I'm I'm really feel privileged to to be a part of it in that way. And you know, she. She does a lot of questionable things and, and she's really, I think, I think she's questioning herself and her own motives and her own ideas. And, and, you know, the interesting thing about the combination, I think, of Karen Page and Frank Castle in the second season, which is this kind of great, unexpected relationship that happens. Um, oh, really? I have
0: gotten that, far that
1: yet. Yeah, you haven't gotten that far <laughs> yet. am <laughs> sorry to spoil that for you. That's um, okay. But, but the, the connection there, I think, is, is really fascinating because she she has to find a way to sort of somehow somehow believe that he belongs in prison and that he is a bad person but also understand him and even kind of like him you know right. kind of respect him and he becomes this sort of odd mentor for her I I need a, a reading The Science of the Lambs as a way to sort of inspire myself and get that sense because, you know, Hannibal Lecter is a fascinating character and and becomes a twisted mentor for Clarice, and and although this isn't quite that, I I wanted to remind myself that that she possibly even admires him in some way.
0: Wow. So she's kind of like a foil for the audience in a way because... Exactly. Foil's not the right word, but you know what I mean, she the audience
1: is yeah. the idea is that, that you you should see him through her eyes in, in some way that that right. Karen goes back and forth she you know in the beginning he's a monster but then she starts to understand and then she feels shame for for thinking that it's okay what he does and then she has to come around full circle when she sees what how vicious he can be i mean it's, it's a real Roller coaster, I think, for her, and, and especially relating it to the end of the first season where, you know, she had to kill someone. She was put in a situation where she had to take that step, and realizing, one, that she's capable of that is hard enough. But then to look at the Punisher, who is doing that same thing but intentionally, you know, if he's a monster, then what does that make her?
0: Right. Wow. Well, well, I can't wait to see that. <laughs>
1: <That's>
0: <laughs> that. Okay. Um, so there are a lot of um, great female characters. Uh, I mean, Karen Page is obviously the leading one, but now we have Elektra and obviously yeah. Jessica Jones and her own show. Um, not to get too deep, but do you think there are enough female characters in the Marvel universe and the superhero genre as a whole?
1: I mean, I think you know, I think we're talking about a very you know, comic books and their stories are, are a very old art form, and so it's going to go through all of the same cultural fluctuations that our own society goes through. So you know, the Karen Page of the very first, you know, <laughs> Daredevil series, does not reflect women today, obviously, sure. but it maybe did reflect what male writers thought of women back then. And so you know, I think the fact that we're seeing more and more powerful, strong uh, female characters starting to come about really shows that you know not only are our writers and audiences wanting to see more strong female characters but actresses are stepping up but we're stepping up and we're saying you know no i I want this character to have more depth i'm i'm not willing to just play the pretty sidekick you know i i I want my role to be as morally questionable as the male role
0: great and also i um karen page becomes a full-fledged sidekick to daredevil in some of the more recent comics uh Mm. is that something you hope to do on the show
1: I don't know. I mean, our, our Karen is sort of so unique. It, it doesn't, you know, it feels sort of, it feels inspired by Karen of the comics, but it doesn't feel like any one of them. Um, so, I don't know. I sort of have to see what that would look like. You know, I'd, the writers would have to write it and <laughs> have to read it and see how it goes. I mean, in a way, I think she already is. You know, you look at Wilson Fisk, Daredevil came at him from one side, you know, from the nighttime activity side. And Karen came at him from the other, from the, you know, I spent... 12 hours in the clerk's office searching for a misplaced file. And I found it. And this is how I found him. You know, I mean, that moment, that moment was really big for me. And I, I always wondered if audiences really got it. But it was a misplaced file that Karen had to spend all day searching through things to find that. And then she brings it into the boys and they go, ah, we can't use it. You know, I mean, it's, it's this frustrating system that I think she's constantly fighting against.
0: And... Um... So Daredevil obviously breaks a lot of new ground in the superhero genre because it's a lot more gritty and violent than we're used to and has a lot of uh, char- uh, more um, uh, adult character development, mm-hmm. too. But it also breaks new ground in that it's an online streaming show produced by Netflix. And right. that's a genre that has been set up with House of Cards and Orange is the New Black, but it's still very new. Um, it, it, how, is it any different working on a show like Daredevil than, say, a show like True Blood?
1: I mean, sure. I mean, there, there's difference in the storytelling. You know, the, the way that you tell it can be, you know, you, you don't have to necessarily hook people at the end of the episode, You know and you don't necessarily have to recast what you did because it wasn't so long ago that they saw it.
0: Right, they're um, probably watching them all in one go.
1: Yeah, or or, or they can go back and, and watch it again. You know, they have access to it in that way. Um, right. You know, but I, I think I think for me, and I was talking about this earlier with someone, that, there's this sense of like a, a three act structure that we all sort of learned growing up, and, and we've seen it in every movie and in every story that we've ever read, and, and we know it so well now that we can kind of predict how stories will go um, because we just sort of know. Oh, well, this is the moment when the villain gets his come up, his come up, and you know. Right. The great thing about this streaming binging idea, I think, is that we don't have to be such a slave to that. We can surprise you by bringing our villain in four hours into our story. You know, we we have some liberty with that. And I think that allows it to be a bit more surprising. Um, I feel like we're kind of in a, I like to call it a a television, like a WTF television phase where it's, it's just about shock and awe. And I like that with Daredevil we go slow and we earn every single shocking moment. That it's surprising to you because it makes sense and you didn't see it coming, rather than it doesn't make sense. Um, so I, I think the, the streaming really allows for us to play with that.
0: So do you binge watch when you watch a show on Netflix?
1: I do. My, my I've, I've discovered the way that I like to consume television is um, I usually wait till a series is over. And then I start at the beginning and watch all the way through. And then I'll pick another one and start right. at the beginning. It takes me I, weeks. I, do, you know, I, don't, I don't go that fast. But
0: I do exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not with Daredevil. Yeah. I watch the whole season at once. But other shows, yeah, yeah I, I just wait till it's on Netflix and then I just watch the whole thing. Um,
1: watch the whole thing. It's, it's very satisfying that way to feel like you're watching a story from beginning to end. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So uh, I think I'm almost out of time. So I don't want to. Okay. I want to take up more of your time. I'll just ask one last question. Um, and Daredevil is for adults, so I can ask this question. What is the <laughs> best? What's the best Daredevil season two drinking game?
1: Oh goodness, a drinking game. Not to put you on the spot. But... Well, I'm I'm not a drinker, so I I, I don't <laughs> I don't have a lot of experience in this area. Let me think. Oh, I thought there'd be a good one.
0: Sorry, I put you on the spot with that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. If I'd known before, I could have I could have come up with a really good answer. Um, I don't know. I, w- I would say maybe every time Foggy cracks a joke because then you wouldn't get too drunk, but you'd have a really good time getting drunk. Awesome.
0: Cool. <laughs> well, thank you very much for uh, speaking with me today. Appreciate of course. It. My pleasure. Thank you. And, All right. Well, uh, enjoy
1: the rest of the season.
0: I definitely will. If it's about now. Okay. Uh, see you later. Bye.
1: Bye.